season's greetings, everyone. We welcome you back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live, your favorite boxing podcast. I am Dan Canobio. He is the former world champion, Chris Algieri. And do we have a big one for you today? Heavyweight loaded type of show because the day of reckoning over in Saudi Arabia is right around the corner. Six of the top 10 ring magazine heavyweights will be in action, including Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. Will they fight in March? We will see who will play spoiler, who will have the biggest upset, who will make the biggest fool of themselves. It's going to be an awesome day on Saturday, December 23rd. We will get to that. Uh, we'll also talk about Bam Rodriguez, Teofimo Lopez, uh, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia. Just because it's the end of the year doesn't mean boxing is slowing down. It's actually heating up as crazy as that sounds. Let's bring in our co-host, Mr. Chris Algieri. How are you, my friend? Dan the man. Doing good, man. I got my uh, Christmas hat on. It's getting a little chilly. We're ha having a little South Florida cold snap going on right now. So nice. Let's talk weather like we always do. How cold is yeah. it there? It's, it's like it's in the 60s right now, dude. Oh, you it's poor getting... man. I was just out there in Orlando <laughs> last week for this Jake Paul fight. It was like 70 and I was loving it because it's about 30 here in, in New York City. Um, yeah. So had that whole experience uh, with the Jake Paul crowd. That was interesting. He got a knockout and says he wants to continue on. Also, did you see he's uh, doing something with Team USA Boxing? I thought that was pretty I did, cool. I did see that. And I uh, I was talking to, to our guy, Paul Malinaji, about that. And I think that's great. He's going to get some clout for them. Um, we have more eyes. I think I think that's really great. Really good. You know, it's funny because um, people were confused. They're like, does this mean he's going to box in the Olympics? I had people tweeting me because I tweeted about it. I was like, no, no, no. I was always said for years that the USA boxing team has gotten zero recognition or zero attention. There always needed to be like a big name. Like I always thought like Andre Ward or Roy Jones, just to be like the face of it, just to like show up with the, with the guys, do interviews, just be that big, big time face. And no one ever did it. And I feel like that's the reason why we're seeing like such a decline in like prospects is because no one knows what's going on in the Olympics. So if he can, Jake Paul can bring some of what he does, with the marketing and the, and all that to the Olympic team and shine some light on some of these kids. I don't see how it could be like a, a negative thing. Honestly, I think he would be even better than those guys you mentioned, the Roy Joneses or the Mike Tysons. I mean, maybe not Mike, but like Roy is, is, is like our our generation right. you know th these younger guys i know a lot of these younger fighters uh, that guy we were interviewing pros this weekend like they don't even know about my fights <laughs> some of them they don't know about sugar ray leonard fights they don't know about the, the fights that they're not they're not addicts like we are but jake paul i think he moves the needle for this younger generation so i think he's actually better than those older name guys when it comes to, to boxing because you know he's doing it right now and he gets so many eyes i think that's actually a really good thing for those young guys and could could really help the program yeah, see how it plays out. Um, I think also, too, like, you know, Jake does have a, a promotional company, so he can uh, get in with some of these fighters and well, that's uh, also very smart. potentially He's, sign them down the road. And picking, yeah, picking so... the, the newest crop of, of potential pros. Right. Paris Olympics right around the corner. So hopefully it brings more eyeballs to the uh, Olympic team. Chris, this episode is brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh. They just dropped off a delivery to my door yesterday, and I'm going to use Me it too. today. When I uh, don't want to go out and do food shopping because it's cold out and I have a bunch of things to do in terms of Christmas shopping and all that. So I, I wait to the last minute. You don't have to wait to the last minute with HelloFresh. They can uh, actually be delivered right to your door. You can actually save money this month with fresh uh, recipes delivered cheaper than takeout. Pre-proportioned ingredients and you'll never waste any money or excess food. Chris, you're working like a, a dog these days. Nine to five over at ProBox. They're working you. It's almost like you have a, a, a nine to five office job. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. it's, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> so I'll, we'll but, have more on that later. I myself work in the office at John Boy Media, and I come home around five six o'clock. I don't want to cook. With HelloFresh, you have your meals and everything right there for you. Fresh ingredients that you can just step-by-step cook them up, and it's amazing. They have 45 recipes, 100 seasonal add-on items to choose from every week, so it's easier to find something you will enjoy. So go to HelloFresh.com slash BoxingFree. Let's use code BOXINGFREE for free breakfast for life. For the rest of your life. That's what we're doing for you today. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash boxing free code boxing free and start using America's number one meal kit today. All right. I'm not going to lie. The first few times I use HelloFresh, I just use the ingredients and made my own food. But like you <laughs> said, like now I've actually been busy. So like I followed some of the directions. I made um, a shepherd's pie the other day Damn. from from. Wow, dude, that it was awesome. Like from scratch. They, you have the potatoes in there. They have the meat. And you just you yeah. cook it all up, put it all together. That's what's kind of fun out. about HelloFresh. It's like they give you all the ingredients. Like cooking's fun, and they can give yeah. you the steps. If you're not like, I wouldn't say you're a chef, but you you, you like to fancy yourself as a cook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I Myself, put, yeah. I like to do it here and there. But uh, you have the ingredients right in front of you. It's kind of fun, and it's easy. And step by step instructions that are easy yeah. to follow. So it actually teaches you how to cook, which is I think is really that's that's the coolest part about it. One of my favorite partners we have here at Inside Boxing Life is HelloFresh. So get yourself some free breakfast for life. All right, let's get to some of the headlines. Uh, Bam Rodriguez stops Sonny Edwards. Wow. Um, didn't think the fight was going to go like this. Didn't think uh, Sonny Edwards would stand in trade. Maybe he thought, hey, there's no way I can possibly want to fight backing up. Possibly want to fight on my back foot. So I'm going to stand in trade with the bigger puncher. Uh, tip my hat to Sonny Edwards. Tough little son of a gun. But um, he got bammed. Uh, over 60% of his power shots, bam lands on a guy that was very slippery before that. This guy's the truth, man. This is now a, a two division unified champion, 23 years old world is his oyster. I mean, this kid is something special and I can't wait to see what he does next. Bam is my favorite fighter in the world today. After that performance, he was very, very close, very, very close for me. Anyway, you know, we, we're very bam, bam forward on this podcast. We have been for a couple of <laughs> years now. Um, he was our, our, our runner up for fighter of the year last year. Right. And man, what a performance against his, his toughest opponent to date. Sonny Edwards can really fight. And we were, we did a lot of, did a lot of homework leading up to this matchup. And I thought this is one of the most competitive matchups of the year. And bam, just bammed him. Like you said, he's just, he's on a different level, this kid. Talking about Sonny, like you know, he stood and traded more. You know, you were th- you were saying, and maybe he did that because he thought that was. His own. I don't think so. I think Bam forced him to. Bam was cutting right. off the ring like a, a wizard, and he was out jabbing Sonny Edwards. He was outboxing him. He was better in every way. The power was really the difference between the two. But even beyond that, Bam was just a step ahead of everything. He had a great game plan. He was laser focused. They had they had the strategy, the technique, everything. He punched shorter. He punched tighter. He punched harder. Man, I, I there's there's so many good things I can say about Bam. And on top of it, he's a he's a nice kid, man. Did you see the when they went in the they they yeah. showed them in the afterwards when Bam went into Sonny Edwards? That's awesome. Gives him back his belt. Yeah. To, you know, congratulates him. That's that's what being a champion is all about. Bam, that's my favorite part in the world today. Classy kid, and um, he had a few, I wouldn't say stellar performances. His last one um, wasn't the BAM. We saw he got his jaw broken, and then he put Israel Gonzalez. And, you know, it wasn't like the BAM we saw that was that was stopping uh, Rungvisai or, or, uh, or Quadras. But forget it now. I mean, this was a virtuoso performance. One of the better performances of the year goes up there uh, amongst the performance of the year category. And then you look at what's next. Like, obviously, 
Matchroom, uh, Manix tweeted this, and I put it out there, and I got a bunch of flack for it or pushback. Is uh, down the line we could see a Niowa in a way Bam Rodriguez fight. I didn't mean next. I mean way down the line. Like you know, if Bam, we got to see what how bigger Bam gets because he's already talking about going back to 115. You got to see how where will in a way stop in terms of going up in weight. But that's like a fight at the lower weights, below 130. You know, those are clearly two of the best guys there. You know, I, that's a fight that I wouldn't say is out of the question. But it's not next. But Bam Rodriguez, in a way, that's something that could happen down the line. Yeah, I, mean, I think Bam has so many good fights leading up to that. That's probably why you got so much pushback on that. But it's, it's hard not to. When you, get, when you got guys that are in the lighter weights, they always end up fighting each other anyway because it's just not the talent pool is just not as large down there. Right. Um, and to make the money, they have to fight each other. So, yeah, I, I understand you know where you came from, but I also understand the pushback maybe because there's so many other good fights for Bam right now. I would love to see him unify 112 with uh, the Martinez fight, who was supposed to fight on Saturday, had visa issues, quote-unquote visa issues, probably Again, weight issues. Cursed. Probably, probably weight issues, honestly. Um, but uh, that's a fight I'd like to see. I think that's a fun fight, too, I think because Martinez is, is, a, is a tough SOB. Um, and then after that, you know, you've got the Chocolatitos of the world and you move up, you've, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of good fights out there for Bam. You know, I favor Bam in all of those. Um, but then, you know, even dude, even at 22, you got You got like Figueroa. You've got, uh, I mean, Stephen Fulton's still around, you know, I don't know where, where he's going to end up, but yeah, we got a couple more years before Bam can, can get that big. Mm-hmm. Um, although I know do know Bam gets very big in between fights and he's heavy. So I don't, I don't, I don't think Thinking of him at 122 is crazy at all. Yeah, you know, he's, just at, depends he's on at 12 where now. Goes. He's been at 15. He looked good at 15. Um, 18, I could see it. 22, I could see it. 26 would probably be his ceiling in my eyes. Yeah. Um, in terms of physical size and also just being able to deal with the competition even at that level. But so we're probably a couple of years off from that. But he's young. He's 20. Was he 23? 23 years old. This is the best fighter. He's still growing. Five, man. I mean, Dude, I grew, I, mean. I grew another inch after 23. I grew an inch in height after 23. Damn, so. I didn't. I think I lost an inch. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but there are names. He's, he's talking about going to 115. There was obviously all the superflies there. Juan Fr- Ron Francisco Estrada is a name oh, that he mentioned afterwards. What a fight. That would be an awesome one. That's a name. I, I favor Bam in that as well. Okay. How about Junto Nakatani? Who oh, absolutely goodness. destroyed Maloney earlier this year, probably knockout of the year. That one right there. That's my knockout of the realistic. year. Yeah. Um, that's a fight. Oh, that's for a tough Bam. fight. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. That's a 50 50 fight for me. Right. If he gets through that, Nakatani's. Right. Let's say Bam beats, uh, goes up to 115, doesn't, doesn't see anything from him at 112, goes up to 115, beats Estrada, uh, then goes on and beats Nakatani. Then this fight with Inouye, Inouye keeps doing what he does. Then it becomes even bigger. Then we're, you're talking about maybe 2025, 2026, in a way, Bam Rodriguez. A lot has to go right for this to happen, but it's not out of the question. No, no, it's not out of the question, but it's, it's dude, you know how boxing is. There's so many moving parts for that fight to end up happening. You know, they're going to have to fight at 26. That's where, that's where, um, anyways, at now, right? You got to figure, no, he's at 122. You got to figure, he, oh, he's at 22. Okay. You got to figure he's going to go to 126. 18, 22. Yeah. You think yeah. that's the, in a way's ceiling? 26 uh 26 yeah i mean 30s pushing it 30s pushing it it's not impossible because his power's so legit and he's showing it even at, at 22 but yeah um yeah i mean no it's 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 not that far off it's you know again cuz bam at 23 is still growing and he's already fought at 15 he went he whittled himself back down to 12 because of these opportunities uh, which was ultimately in the hindsight now is a very very smart move 
Um, but I remember him saying fight week already talking about going to 15. I'm like, if he's mentioning it during fight week, that probably means he's struggling. Yeah. So he's, he's, it's going to be tough for him to stay at, at 12. So like you said, it's probably going to be 15 next. How long is he going to stay at 15? That could be, that could be, uh, a, 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 just a, a launching pad for him to go to 18. And then now, now we're in discussions. There's not many names at 115. He's already taken out a lot of the Kings there already. Rung Visay, mm-hmm. Quadras, Juan Francisco Estrada is one of them. He's, you know, towards the end of his career. Chuckle Tito hasn't fought in many years. I don't think Chuckle Tito and, and Bam will ever fight. I know they are very, I would say close friends. I've asked Bam about it. Like they have the same promoter. Um, I forgot the guy's name. The guy over in Japan works with uh, Chuckle Tito and Bam Rodriguez. So, He's very respectful of Chocolatito, but we haven't seen much of Roman Gonzalez, so it's hard to put him in Dude, the equation. Dude, that here. doesn't mean a damn thing. I know. They money money talks. Fight. Money talks. And it, opportunities like these come around once a career. So, I mean, I that's that's would piece uh, up Roman pretty good. I think so, too, based on his on his age. But you can never you can never count out Chocolatito, man. He's Chocolatito. There's a reason wish, he, that he is a, he's a legend. I wish we can just age him back 10 years and then insert him back into these big fights. Chuckle Tito. I got he aged himself back five years. The guy came back. Like he's, yeah. he's something else, man. He's, he's so incredible. Awesome. Oh, really man, I miss his, his fights. All right, let's go to 140 pounds. Ryan Garcia has informed Team Golden Boy to make a fight with Devin Haney. Devin Haney has confirmed it. He says negotiations have begun. This isn't exactly the fight we have to see at 140, but I'll gladly accept it. Ryan Garcia running towards the smoke once again, going up against his amateur nemesis, three and three in the amateur ranks against Devin Haney. I like this fight. Listen, I'll take any big fight at 140. I don't dislike this fight, but I don't love it either. I mean, I don't, I'm honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm sorry, Ron, I'm going to be harsh, man. I don't think you deserve it. Devin Haney is, is streaking. He just completely beat up and dominated progress. I, Devin Haney was never calling out Regis Progre, and he, uh, I'm sorry, not Devin Haney. Um, Ryan Garcia was never calling out Regis Progre, and, and Devin jumped up first, first fight in the weight class, and smokes him, wins every second of every round, and sets a record for the least amount of punches landed, um, in a in a thank you compa box, um, yeah, in a championship fight. Thirty six. So, ah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, um, I understand yeah, no, why you I, don't I, like it, though, Chris. I, don't I understand like why you don't. And you said he doesn't deserve it, but we talked about this numerous times on the show. Meritocracy doesn't exist in boxing. It's about <sighs> what can you do? What can you bring to the table? How many eyeballs can you bring to a pay-per-view? Ryan Garcia can do that. He's got a $1.2 million pay-per-view, excuse me, 1.2 buys uh, with Gervonta Davis. He's got yeah, people but talking about him. Yeah, but is the cat out of the bag a little bit after that one? What do you mean? In terms of Ryan's ability at the high, at this highest level. Of course, he, he. Of course, Haney. I've I tweeted this. Haney is. But that's my point about, about the numbers. Favorite. Haney's like, going to be the sizable favorite. He's going to. But like, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. What numbers are you talking about here? I'm talking about the pay per view buys. Like everyone's going to call. Oh, a pay per view buys. And even Ryan calls about calls out the pay per view buys that he had from from Tank. But dude, the cat's out of the bag now. No one. They're not going to buy the Haney the same way they were the the Javante fight. Especially it's not going to do 1.2 for sure. Like, no. And that's a very sensitive subject for Ryan Garcia. If anyone says that it was Tank that pushed those buys, who will come right after? You just went after Ellie Secback who tweeted that. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm dying over I here. Was, I think it was combined. I, th- I mean, it's combined. They're, they're, they're both stars. It's just a both, silly, both... silly discussion. But who, who was yeah. more responsible for the paper? Because you'll never figure out who it was. It was a combined thing. right? The, the, the 
moral of the story is that Ryan Garcia is one of the bigger names in the sport. He's going to keep getting these opportunities until he's completely flushed out of the picture. That's not here yet, but you have to respect him going for these types of fights. You have to respect him, you know, calling out Devin Haney. Haney's going to be the sizable favorite. Uh, it's gaining a lot of momentum. Haney has confirmed it. You know, he's retweeting stuff. He's putting stuff on his Instagram story. He went on Ariel Hawani and said, yes, we are talking uh, to Oscar De La Hoya. We're talking, um, you know, Eddie Hearn is involved as well. Um, there's no network to get in the way. They can do it on his own pay-per-view. Don't need any more cooks in the kitchen here. Obviously, we want to see Tank and Devin Haney, but I don't think that I think give that like a zero one point one percent chance of happening. There's too much going on with Tank Davis, and he's at one thirty five. I mean, Tiafimo versus Haney, I believe, is That's the, the better fight. fight. But That's that the for fight. some, you know, Tiafimo's not fighting Jermaine Ortiz on um, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, that Dude, Matias. I'd, ra- I'd much rather see Matias and Haney than than this fight. I mean, th- there's there's so many good fights at forty. Which, which is what irks me so much about Haney like, and, and what they've been saying from their side. They're talking about going up to 47. We're going to fight Josh Taylor. We're going to fight Con- Connor Ben. We're going to, uh, we want Crawford and then, or, or who are boots and whatever. And like, and then you're talking about fighting Ryan, who's coming up from 35 and hasn't had a title of 40, hasn't had many good wins at 40, as a, you know, not real 40 pounders. Uh, what are we doing? We got so many good, talented guys that are, you know, they're money making fights too, but, you know, they're, they're not Ryan Garcia money, but they're, they're well, titles. What, I feel like that's what Haney Haney's doing a little bit of both. Haney is taking pages out of everyone's book. You know, I'm going to do the whole thing with legacy, right? I've done that. I've won undisputed at 135. Yeah. I went to 149. I just became a world champ there. But I'm also going to look for the biggest fights possible. And I'm also going to take the a book. Bag. Of, yeah, I'm also going to look uh, at what Mayweather did in the past and what Cotto did in the past and with Canelo's doing right now in terms of not getting locked into long-term deals with networks and promoters. He fought oh, for top they, rank. They've been... They've been brilliant in terms right. of the way they've maneuvered themselves that way. And he's still saying that now. He's like, I'm not getting locked in with Matchroom. Uh, it's fight to fight, maybe two fight deal here and there. So he's doing a little bit of both. And it's modern day how to navigate through the current waters of, of boxing is don't get locked into a promoter in a network. Chase the biggest fights possible if they present themselves. Like, I'm sure that there are other fights out there for legacy would be Matias, would be Tiafimo. This will all happen at the end of 2024, 2025. But if a this Ryan Garcia fight... Right. But if a Ryan Garcia fight's just going to be presented to you at your doorstep, no, if you're I, Haney, I'm, why I'm, aren't you going to take it? I'm not knocking Haney for it. I, I would rather him fight these other guys. Um, and, and it irks me from, like you said, from a sports perspective, but from from a personal or an individual perspective, I, I it makes perfect sense. It's, it's, it's an easier fight. Um, it's going to garner a lot of money and a lot of attention, a lot of eyes. And I think at this point, a lot of these guys say what you will. Javante is a star. Ryan's a star, but they have different fan bases. And Javante got to cut into some of Ryan's Ryan's fan base with that win. And Haney's going to look to do the same. A lot sure. of these guys are. They're going to target Ryan. One, it's going to be a lot of money because he brings all those eyes. But also, you're going you're to get access to his fan base, which a lot of other fighters do not. Ryan has a very special fan base. He's a very special individual. He's different than than other fighters. Um, so it's it's a way for them to access. So from, from the business perspective, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for Haney and Haney's crew, which we understand. We know how brilliant they are in terms of the way they maneuver um and uh Devin. And we're gonna we're gonna tip our head to Bill on this one. He's he's been fantastic. Guys everywhere. Every with, time I put up Twitter, it's his face right there. He's killing it. Guy, he's he's negotiating it. with everyone. He's doing yep. all sorts of podcasts with everyone. He's gonna pop up right next on this Zoom call out of nowhere. Um <laughs> um the thing with uh the actual fight. Like I'm people talking about the amateur thing. I even brought it up too. It's like, yeah, that was so long ago. They went three and three. Devin Haney's on another level right now. Obviously, yeah. that performance against Progray. The thing with Haney, 
that I'm intrigued with this fight and, and Ryan Garcia is with Haney, he doesn't have that one-punch knockout power. He's very precise. Obviously, with Ryan Garcia is issues with defense, issues with, with chin. I think it will go rounds. That's what makes it intriguing to me is that if Ryan can catch him, if Ryan can show off that speed, which he's shown in every single fight that he's been in, that he has, can show off that power, it could be an intriguing fight if it goes rounds, which it should because I don't see Haney stopping Ryan Garcia. I still think Haney will win a comfortable decision, but it will go rounds. Like you won't have to be sitting on the edge of our seat wondering if Ryan's going to get absolutely obliterated and knocked out you know, in the seventh round. I disagree. I think Haney stops him. I think he's going to hit him too much. And Ryan, Ryan's always dangerous. I don't think I don't think anyone's blowing Ryan out. He's way too big and he's way too dangerous and he's fast and he hits hard. I think Devin's going to take his time, break him down. And I could see like I could see like a Diego Corrales, uh, Floyd Mayweather type performance where it's just it's just wow. virtuoso picking him apart. Um, I don't see Ryan being able to land on Haney. Progray couldn't couldn't touch him. And um, Obviously, definitely Ryan's faster and uh, and longer, but he's not active. He's not he's not he's not really good at pushing pushing guys back. When he when he fought aggressive against Tank, he just left so many openings. And I think Devin will be able to take advantage of that. And Devin showed very decent power at at forty. He dropped Progray. He hurt him several times. True. Um, it, it, you know, and he, the the kid the, the the kid's not a puncher, but he can punch. And he's physically strong. And especially at this weight, I mean, he looked he looked great at forty. Yeah. Um, I you know there was reports that he weighed 165 pounds. Come fight night, insane. Uh, will it? Will That's... there be rehydration clauses? Uh, that'd be ironic because uh, Ryan hated. Ryan clauses. said no, there won't be. There will not be yeah. any rehydration clause. It's not against the rules. Uh, what Haney did was illegal. Um, it was maybe like, for, I don't know. It's up to you as a fighter how much you want to hydrate to. Obviously, it worked out for Haney. He looked absolutely well. Yeah, it's not always beneficial to get that heavy after weighing. So of course, that's why I don't believe in these rehydration clauses because guys can hurt themselves to overhydrating. Gotti used to do that. He used to blow up, and it hurt him at times. I mean, in the in the 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 uh, Robinson fights, I mean, he was slow, sluggish, and got yeah. beat to the punch in, at every moment um, by a guy who was not a puncher, and he was getting his ass kicked because he was just too slow. Um, so it doesn't always help you. Canelo came in way bigger than Floyd. And it didn't matter. It just yeah. it, it's at the, at the highest level, those those size differences in terms of the weight don't matter as much. We see it time and time again uh, throughout boxing. We'll see where these negotiations go with Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney. He seem to be playing out on social media, which isn't always the best thing. But we'll see if the fight happens or who will be to blame if it breaks down. I'm sure the boxing fans will be pointing the finger both ways. Uh, this fight doesn't happen. All right, it's time for our big fight preview. The Day of Reckoning is upon us. One of the best heavyweight cards in the history of boxing. Six of the top ten heavyweights are on this card. You got Anthony Joshua. You got Deontay Wilder, Otto Valin, Joseph Parker, Jarrell Miller, Philip Hergovic, Junior Fa, Frank Sanchez, Daniel Dubois. It is a smorgasbord of heavyweights for your liking. December 23rd, Saudi Arabia. Going to be one heck of a afternoon slash evening, Chris. I love it. I'm, I've gotten really excited. I was I was poo-pooing this card a while ago because it, it was like all my favorite fighters, all, all the guys that I want to see fight not fighting each other. But I don't care. They're all fighting, and it's all heavyweights, and it's it's, it's great. It's the return of Dimitri Bivol, which I'm super excited about. I, I've, I've been... I've been beside myself the fact that this poor man has not been able to compete. He's one of the best fighters in the world, and it has been no no issue of his own that has kept him out of the ring, and I think that's disgusting. So having him back is, is great. Um, I love the Jarrell Miller-Daniel Dubois fight, 
as much as I am adamant against guys who are her drug cheats, um, Miller is a interesting guy. And honestly, I mean, he's fighting Dubois. It, that's a, that's probably matters. the most intriguing fight on the card. Yeah, it's in, it's a very intriguing matchup. Does do they do they match up with the other guys? No, probably not. They're never they're never probably going to get up to that higher level, especially because uh, Miller has failed so many tests. Well, Dubois, Dubois was at the highest level and he quit. Yeah, but he's quit twice now. So yeah, we're, yeah. We're, I don't think anyone's going to really take him seriously. So cool, put him in fights like this that are fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, Miller is always ridiculous for, at at fight weeks because he's he's just such a a, a boisterous person. Um, Frank Sanchez back. You said he's fighting Junior Fa, which is a decent fight. Ergovich is one of the most dangerous guys in the division. So anytime we get to see him, and, and I think he is a sleeper that a lot of people don't know about yet. Mm -hmm. Um, for the for the casual fans or the people who are who are not as deep uh, ingrained as we are. But yeah, it's a fun fight. And even even looking at the main events, the the deeper you look, the more interesting they are. The matchups aren't the matchups we want, but they're not easy fights. Joseph Parker, Deontay Wilder, I think on paper, people are like, oh, man, you know, Wilder's going to knock him out. Oh, you know, Parker's only been stopped once, and he got right. stopped by a guy who throws a ton of punches. He got Deontay does not beaten down in that fight. Yeah. Against Deontay, uh, Joe Joyce. Right. And Joe Joyce is not a light puncher. The guy the guy has a lot of knockouts. He can mm -hmm. he can punch. But he's, he's a combination puncher, and he breaks you down. Deontay's a one-punch guy. And Parker's been very solid throughout his entire career. He's gone the distance with Anthony, Anthony Joshua. So... Yeah, that's that's not an easy fight. It's not a foregone conclusion. I think actually Parker is going to make that fight very, very ugly and be very successful early on because Deontay Wilder, until he knocks you out, he doesn't look that great a lot of right. the time. So that's an interesting fight. And then Otto Balin is an expert at making him look bad. You know, he did it. He did it with Tyson Fury. I was mm -hmm. at that fight. I was ringside. I had blood on my shirt from 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 Tyson Fury's cut uh, to this day, which I, I will be selling on eBay. So nice. all you uh, all you Gypsy King fans when he um, laced them. Otto Von Lien. Classic nice guy Otto Von Lien lacing Tyson Fury. I mean, I'm not happy wow. for Von Lien getting this shot. I mean, I feel like he has that, that gotten... first that, that cut was from a punch. That was yes. a brutal overhand left that that split his eye open. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting fight. I mean, that we could see an upset. We are uh, gonna see in, some type in of either upset. One. We're gonna see some type of upset. I don't know where it's gonna come. Um, we're not getting like the Wilder versus uh Joshua on this card. That's with the one uh detraction of this mega event but they have signed on the dotted line there's a report out there that both fighters have signed the line march 9th if deontay wilder gets past parker if joshua gets past valine there will be that fight finally march 9th in saudi arabia that adds extra intrigue to this ridiculously stacked pay-per-view is it a two-fight deal yes can like, i shit on two-fight deals please what do you because... mean like a two-fight deal in terms of them fighting like another time yeah, I, I thought I read that. I'm, I'm, I might have had that wrong. That's why I'm asking. Or do you mean it's like a two-fight deal, Wilder, Parker, then Wilder, Joshua? So that's what I didn't understand. Are, 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 did Joshua and Wilder agree to a two-fight I'm deal? not 100% or... sure. I know, that they, okay. I know that Joshua signed on the dotted line to fight Wilder next. Okay, okay. So th they're saying two-fight deal in terms of we have this fight on Saturday. I would and not then be you surprised are... if there's a rematch clause for Joshua versus <sighs> See, Wilder. that's what I wanted to shit on because I hate these two-fight deal things. Of course. We saw but this they... With Crawford Spence. Why Why is there a two-fight deal? The first fight because was that's an the absolute only way to destruction. Get the first fight. Yeah, but it, it, it's bad for the sport. It's of course. Like, how are you, how, how you going to – because if, if they go out there and – heavyweights, I guess, are different because even if a guy blasts you out, you can still – come back and, and fight because one punch is, is what matters in, in heavyweight fights. But listen, if, if, if Wilder goes out there and starches him immediately, 
Do we really, really want to see a rematch? No, it's insurance. It's essentially an insurance policy. It's one of the worst things. And Matchroom does it a lot. Uh, they, that's it's why terrible. they're called Matchroom Rematch Room because they were doing yeah. these rematch clauses, and it's essentially an insurance policy for the loser, so they can get another payday out of it, and they can do that. But what well, we eventually could get, um, Wilder versus Joshua, that adds some intrigue uh, to this card. We'll start with Joshua versus Valine. Uh, third fight of the year for Joshua. Obviously, he fought. Uh, Jamel Frank, uh, Franklin, he fought Jermaine Franklin. He fought uh, Heliness, stopped Heliness with a brutal uh, combination that looked like the AJ of old. Um, you talk about how Valine is tricky for Joshua. This is he's fighting a southpaw on six weeks notice with a new trainer. He's he's not he doesn't have Derek James in this camp. He's Ben Davison. That's tricky. That's interesting to me. Obviously, money talks because they threw a bag at Joshua in this second phase of Joshua's career where he's you know carefully picking these opponents to go with Valine a southpaw on six weeks notice with a wild wilder payday looming goes against everything that Anthony Joshua has been about in the last couple of uh years I would say but it is respectable I do think Joshua will win he is the favorite but I do think there's going to be a tricky spot this could be the upset like of all the fights on there Valine could be the spoiler added caveat Anthony Joshua's mental situation have you been watching the he's, interviews with him he's been mental the past couple fights past couple years basically since i mean honestly i think he's been mental since the klitschko win because he hasn't been the same since then right um that looked like it was like man he just turned a corner he is this guy i i, I was blown away that day I, I, I was already a fan of joshua i was a huge fan after that because klitschko was my guy and that fight was awesome and it looked like anthony joshua was going to be an all-time great after that and then ever since then man He's been afraid to go to those dark places and he's never been able to do it comfortably since then. And for him to be put in a position like this with the looming mega fight with Wilder, with the fact that all those facts that you just said, six weeks, Southpaw, tough guy, like, yeah, this could be the upset. And I it wouldn't be that surprised. You know, I, I want to see the Joshua Wilder fight. Uh, I, I do like Otto Valine. He's a great guy. Um, New York guy trains with Joey Gamash, who best guy, one of the nicest boxers I've ever met. Joey Gamash is the <laughs> man, and and I'm talking about Valine. One of the oh, like, awesome. Hard to believe that he's a boxer. That's how like gentle and soft. Well, Joey's the same way. Joey Joey Gamash is the same way. Right. But um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right, Dan. This 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 could be this could be the upset. But uh, I just wanted everyone at home think about Anthony Joshua's mindset. Think about well, his think about his psyche going into this fight with everything else that's looming. We're always thinking about his psyche. It's all we talk about with this guy. Yeah. Is he, does he have that dog in him? Is he going to come out and be a power puncher? Even this week, people are upset because he's he's giving interviews to some people. He's not giving interviews to others. He doesn't like that one guy from uh, Queensbury Promotions, Dev, what I don't, I don't know his last name. But, you know, he's talking to some. He's not talking to others. You know, he's constantly going to be dissected from a mental standpoint. So we'll see. But, you know, this guy threw 77% jabs against Hilliness. 77% of Joshua's thrown punches versus Hilliness were jabs. It's been upticking since the Klitschko fight. I've been documenting yeah. this for years. He used to be a a, a more of a predatory type uh, heavyweight. He would throw a lot more power shots than jabs. Predatory obviously, knockout puncher. Right. He knocked everybody out back then. Of course. Obviously, the uh, opponents have gotten better. So, therefore, you're going to be a little more cautious. You're going to throw your jab more. But not to the extent of 77%. Uh, which is is an insane, lo insanely lopsided type of thing there. So we'll see 
what type of Joshua comes out. I I kind of think this is what he is now. He's not going to change uh, his approach this late in his career. He's a jab first boxer, heavyweight, and he's going to look for an opening and try to land. Same thing for Valim. Valim threw 873 jabs versus Gassiev. That was a CompuBox record. Most jabs thrown in a heavyweight fight ever. Mm. So don't expect a shootout in the main event. You could be seeing a jab fest. Between Otto Valin and Anthony Joshua, I do think I don't think Joshua... so. Okay. Because Valin's a southpaw. True. He's still going to throw so Joshua, it. Joshua's jab is going to be less of a factor, and he cannot just jab. Well, that's um, intriguing to me because I, I don't want to see him jab that much. Yeah, well, that's why. Maybe, maybe actually, maybe that's why this fight is being made. Maybe that's why they're they're picking a southpaw for Joshua um is to you know so he's not it's not going to just be a jab fest and he has to throw that right hand he did things really like some really nice things in the in the rematch with Usyk fighting again we're talking about southpaws um he threw a lot more power punches that fight he fought on the inside really well I think he's going to need to do that with Valine maybe that is the mindset of what why you know this they're, they're thinking this could be a good fight matchup for them to lead into the Deontay Wilder fight um the jab's going to be important in the in the Wilder fight, but I think a lot of the physicality on the inside is going to be really important, and maybe mm. that's that's why this could be a, a, a step. I was trying to think why would they fight a southpaw if they're getting ready for Wilder? Saudis you just dropped me... a bag on their lap. Yeah, but they could pick anybody. <laughs> they could pick anybody in the anybody in the world's taking that call. They're taking that. They're taking that call. They're taking that. They're taking that fight. Oh, you want to fight Anthony Joshua and Saudi for X amount of money? Should, they should yep. just put Miller in there with Joshua. I mean, they're chirping at each other. Everyone's intrigued by that. They should just put Miller in there with Joshua and got Miller out of there. That's a little, that's a little too dangerous. To, that's maybe too dangerous. Miller's a big Jeez. dude, man. He's also, gonna... I, I think you know, I that wouldn't go over well because of the, the drug charges, the drug right. stuff. Um, no, but... Nobody, nobody would accept accept that fight. If you're interested in Otto Valin to win a decision, he is a plus two eighty five uh, live dog on DraftKings. Joshua is that's a it? minus. Yeah. Plus 285. Wow. They're looking at it as a somewhat close fight. Uh, let's see in props. Um, Joshua by knockout, which he hasn't done in... in oh, he, he beat Hilliness, but he hasn't dropped like a a uh, in-their-prime heavyweight in a while. Plus 155, Joshua by KO. Will we see that? Will we see Joshua go for the kill in this fight? Will we see Joshua knock out out of Aline, or will it be a points win for Joshua? Or I think he's going to I think he's going to go for it. I don't know if he's going to get it. Um, hope he does. It would be good. It would be good for the sport if he were to get a knockout. If both guys get knockouts to set up the, this mega fight, I think that's that's best for that's the best for everyone except for you know Parker and Valine, obviously. But <laughs> I have a lukewarm take here. If one of them loses, we will still see Joshua versus. Valine. Agreed. Agreed. That that we can bet on. That's that's a bet we can take. <laughs> we'll take that one. Even if one loses, we're still gonna see it. Because there's no title involved. They are big names. The fans are still want to see it. There are people. Yeah, that and I wonder if that's off. in the contract. I'm I wonder, sure it is. I wonder what, I'm wondering what the fine lines in the contract are. The things that we'll never see. I bet yeah. you that's in there. Win or lose, I do think they still fight. They both lose. Obviously, that makes the fight even. It makes it takes away some of the the intrigue of it. But if one of them loses, like, a close decision, they're still going to fight. There's too much money on the line. They're too big of names But by this point. Um, let's head the over to the betting lines on this card is going to be awesome. <laughs> What's that? Between the, the betting line on these cards, like, this whole card, there's going to yeah. be so many parlays. Like, people are people are making their making their mortgage on this one. Yeah, they're making or, the or last losing minute, it. Last minute, exactly. Last minute Christmas uh, bets here. Uh, so use DraftKings if you're making your parlays. I'm going to make up a, a, a big, nice, long parlay for this one. Let's go to Deontay Wilder. He's back. Deontay Wilder, heavyweight division. 
is a lot more exciting when Deontay Wilder is in the picture. Uh, he's had it's his first fight since knocking out Robert Hellenius. That was in October of 2022. It's been a very long time since Wilder has been in the ring. He has the highest KO ratio of any heavyweight in history, 91%. What Parker has going for him, second fight in the last 56 days. He has fought in Saudi Arabia. Deontay Wilder has only fought off of U.S. soil once in England. I think it was in 2016. Fun fight. Uh, Parker. Deontay is also 38 years old. 38 years old. Parker up there in age two, but not as old as, as Wilder. Uh, a little shop worn from that Joyce destruction. I, I thought that Parker would never be the same after that. He's bounced back with a few wins, albeit not over elite uh opponents here but i i could see this playing out and this is not another lukewarm take is that parker will win some of those early rounds he will be giving wilder issues and it's just all right when's wilder going to detonate that right hand that's what makes deontay wilder fights fun like this fight it's perfectly fine type of fight for deontay wilder with joseph parker yeah i think i think actually parker's gonna be kicking deontay wilder's ass for the first couple of, couple of fights, first half of the fight at least, okay. and then it's just because that that it's that it's that great line that Wilder has. You got to be locked in and perfect for for twelve rounds. I got to be perfect for two seconds. Bam. It's just bam, and the guy the guy has poison in that right hand, and uh, he's just and he's just waiting on it, and he knows it. He he believes in that power as he should. Um, yeah, I, I, but I think I think up until then, like I said, like generally when Wilder. Is not knocking you out. He doesn't look that great. He's he's he's, he's awkward. He's got Bambi legs. He's all over the ring sometimes. Um, he does some weird, unathletic looking movements in there. So um, I, up until the point of the stoppage, I think this might be a really ugly fight, and Parker is probably going to be in control. Talk about that wild form from Deontay Wilder during that seven fight KO streak um, when he was champion. He was knocking dudes out left and right. His jab was at an elite level. We talked about the jab with Joshua. This is how you use a jab correctly. Wilder, 8 of 40, which are eight jabs per round. That's like your elite in, in boxing if you can land that type of number. He was setting up his that right hand with the jab while he was knocking dudes mm -hmm. out left and right, seven-fight KO streak. Last five fights, the jab has completely disappeared. Yeah, he fought Fury three times, and he fought Southpaw, Luis Ortiz. That's the reason why the jab went away. But he became a little too in love with his power, Deontay Wilder. He was lighter on his feet against Hellenius. Uh, those training videos with Malik Scott, he was bouncing around the ring. He told everyone, I'm not going to be plodding forward. I'm going to be more moving around. I want to see if he does that against Joseph Parker. Are we going to see Wilder go back to that jab, that 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 jab, boom, right hand? Or are we going to see more of a guy that's so in love with his power and he's just waiting on that one shot? Maybe a, a hybrid. So I want to see if Wilder can get back to that seven-fight knockout streak, which was all predicated off of a really good jab, something that fans don't give him credit for. You know, he had one of the better jabs in boxing. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I'm I'm gonna bring up the age. 38 years old. Mm. Um, you know, it's a it's um inactivity, it's a different. Bro. It's and inactivity is another one. And yeah, looking good in the mitts is one thing. You know, doing things in sparring is one thing. Fight nights another. And Joseph Parker is no slouch. He's been in with with all of the top heavyweights in, in in recent years. Um, and and also. I'm drawing a blank right name now on his name. Um, New York, the New York coach that was working with Wilder during the, the when he, they actually got him jabbing. Oh, I know um, what you're talking about. Uh, Mark Breland. 
Breland. Breland, who was built exactly like Wilder best and actually had a killer, maybe the best had a killer right hand and a, and a beautiful jab. That's all they worked on. I remember the, the you know those those training videos. Once they fell out, the jab disappeared. So you're you you want you want that that good jabbing Wilder. Well, you know Mark Breland's not in the picture anymore. So you know why? Because he threw in the towel in that second Fury fight and uh, he fired yeah. him. Fired yep. him. Um, it's a new Wilder though. That was the old fired Wilder. him. Fired him and he fired his jab that night too. Because he hasn't thrown it, he hasn't yeah, thrown it since. He looked at his uh, left hand and goes, "You're fired." And now he's <laughs> been, that was a horrible uh, Trump impression. Um, it's a new Deontay Wilder. We were seeing a more humble Deontay Wilder. Didn't want to talk trash to Joshua. He's being he's not the same Wilder that said he wants to uh, wants a body on his record. I don't know how that plays into it. That's a whole psyche thing. The psyche stuff is more of Joshua's stuff. Uh, I do expect Wilder to win. I do expect him to look pretty bad early on and then find a rhythm. Parker's a much bigger underdog than uh, Valin. He's plus 450 mm. um, for this one. So uh, odds makers aren't giving Parker that much of a chance in this one. Wilder by knockout is minus 400. So Vegas thinks that Wilder is going the distance here. Mm. Wow. I don't think so. This goes the distance. I'm shocked. Um. I wouldn't be super shot. Park, like I said, Parker is very, very durable, and I think yeah. I think the he's a uh, Wilder such a big favorite because people are basing the fact that Parker got stopped by Joe Joyce and then Joe Joyce got stopped by Zhang twice, mm. and he looks so bad in those fights. Um, I wish Zhang was on I, this card. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's uh, he's waiting though. He's he's we're waiting. Forget about wings. Zhang. He's yeah, he's waiting the wings. I mean, he deserved a little bit of time off. He had a he had a killer year, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I could see it going there. Parker's really, dude. Parker's really solid. You know what? Very. He's, the more I think he's, about he's, you, right? Yeah, he's very, he's very, um, he's very fundamental in terms of his boxing skill set, and he's just very durable and solid. He's taking some big shots from the biggest guys in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, I can he take Deontay? Deontay can knock out anybody, but I don't know if he's he's gonna allow Deontay to hit him as clean as a lot of those other guys. I guess what Vegas thinks is like Wilder's not a guy that gets all the TKO stuff. He gets one punch knockouts. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they're not going to see him kind of pile on in a later round and the ref waves it off. Um, maybe they see Parker, like you just said, only one uh, stoppage loss. It's his second fight in 56 days. He's a little more active. Distance is interesting. Wilder, the uh, decision is plus 650. Wilder knockout minus 400. Parker to win outright uh plus 450 that would be shocking uh we'll see and that one that is the co-main event they uh, agreed that joshua valin will fight last it's gonna be a long pay-per-view man this isn't like they're not breaking it up into two different cards they are just running it next heavyweight next Love heavyweight b-ball you're not a heavyweight but you're on the card um he's fighting lyndon arthur um, question in this one. We'll just go through the rest of the card. Quick questions. Can Bivol score his first knockout since 2017? This is is this a precursor to a better BF fight? Uh, he could. I don't think he will. Lyndon Arthur's pretty I... tough. He's the IBO champion. We're not trying to glorify another sanctioning body. Uh, Lyndon Arthur is a great story. He won the title. Um, you know, kind of an overachiever. Uh, throws a lot of jabs himself. Bivol throws a lot of jabs himself. This one might not be. Uh, a banger. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not gonna be a banger. It's gonna be a jab fest. I want to see B-Ball go for the knock. I don't think he has to, but they're talking about a better be a fight next in Saudi. Cool. I love it. That's that. I mean, that's the fight that the world wants. Um, I have to, I think both fighters want it too. I think Bivol wants it. I think Better Be wants it. 
um it, it's uh, the world deserves that fight but um yeah I, th listen lynn arthur's tough man the guy he beat anthony yard yeah yard came back to stop him but uh, he still he still beat him the first time um you know and bibble can punch but he's not necessarily a puncher so I think we're gonna we're gonna see a distance. I don't I don't necessarily think he's gonna go for it, but I think he's um, also being out of out of the ring for so long. He's he's Dude, a rhythm fighter. It's his first fight since the Canelo win. Yeah, it's crazy. No, um, he had. Uh, oh, good right. Ramirez. Sorry, yeah, it good, felt good like that. See, that's right yeah. there shows you. I follow the sport like a fiend, and mm -hmm. I it's that long. I I completely yeah. forgot about this guy as he beat. Canelo Alvarez, he beat, what was that 14 months ago, 13, 14 months ago? Zerto, like he that? beat last uh, November. October. Novemberish, oh, October. Early November, he fought Zerto and wiped yeah, him so out. 13, 13 yeah. months ago. Hasn't gotten, not been in the ring. hasn't gotten a stoppage in quite a while. Is one of the better fighters in the world, just inactivity. I hope he gets the Better BF fight. Better BF has to beat um, Callum Smith January 13th. Tough fight. Not Tough fight. Too far ahead. January is already loaded. Of uh, big fights every weekend. We'll get to that later. Um, Dimitri Bivol minus twenty five hundred favorite. They are not giving Lyndon Arthur a shot in this mm -hmm. one. Let's see Bivol. Do they have it? Yeah, they have the props. Good. DraftKings is on top of it. Um, DraftKings knockout for Bivol minus one hundred five. So it's pretty even. Plus minus one twenty five for a decision. They think it can go either way. Um, I like to see Bivol get a stoppage. That would be a great build up towards uh, the better be a fight. Daniel Dubois, Jarrell Miller, the people's main event. Chris, you said it earlier. You don't like to give drug cheats any recognition. I do not like this reclamation project that Jarrell Miller is on. I hate that he's getting this stage. The man might have been the most notorious drug cheat in the history of boxing, and that's saying something. He also is the only fighter in the history of Inside Boxing Live seven years to hang up on me in an interview. And you know why? It wasn't even anything I did wrong. This was right before he was about to sign with Matchroom. He'd already been signed with Salida and someone else. And I'm like, all right, you're about to sign with Matchroom. And he stops me. He goes, no, no, no. Do your homework, kid. Do your homework. I ain't signing with Matchroom. Do your homework. And he hangs up. And I'm like, and the next day, he signs with Matchroom. <laughs> His publicist starts apologizing nonstop. And I'm like, dude, what the hell was that about? Anyway, I don't have a, a beef personal with him it's it's the drug stuff i i do not like that he's getting this stage i understand that heavyweight division is so thin and uh there's not enough in there to, to fill out this card he's coming in huge he's talking trash I, I i guess that's cool but i'm hoping dubois can lay a beat down on jerrell miller he won't jerrell's gonna stop him really yep <sighs> too big too durable throw so many punches dubois gonna quit late we did throw a lot of punches when he was souped up on freaking every drug in the world he was throwing 70 80 punches around he was the the top he was on the top of the list it was like mm -hmm. him spence uh roman gonzalez i mean know why he was on the top of that list because he was on copious amounts of anabolic steroids i don't think he Honestly, can throw that I, much anymore I, i've known jerrell for 20 years he was a kickboxer i knew him from his kickboxing days he threw a lot of punches then too is he going to so, throw him even more when he's like 285 and he's not on the juice? I, I don't he doesn't need to. That's the thing. He's so he's so goddamn big. I mean, he's like three something. He's going to he, he's going to he, he's good at imposing his size and his will. Um and I I don't Dubois, we've like I said we already said we've, we've seen him tw quit twice already. Um I think he's going to quit again. I think I think oh, the man. pressure that Jarrell's going to put on him phys physicality wise and punching wise. Jarrell's not the biggest puncher by any means, but he's just he's all over you. 
And when you got a 325 pound man who's athletic as, as Jarrell is all up in your face all night long. I don't know. I don't, it, we saw what happened with, with uh, Dubois when Usyk started to put it on him and started to be more aggressive and really just got all over him. He, he, yeah. he folds, he folds. And now he's fall. got a guy who weighs, who's going to be a hundred pounds heavier than Usyk and uh, you know, who throws a lot of punches and yeah, he's going to be all over him. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm hoping I, I want to see Dubois win. Uh, he's a minus two sixty favorite. It's not that big. Uh, Miller is a plus 200 underdog. The, the videos that I've saw of him sparring, I mean, it's on everything or like in the workout, Miller looks huge and he's throwing, so slow, throwing slow combinations. I just wish he wasn't in. I wish he was in there somewhere with other than Dubois. You know, it's good matchmaking because we'll see what Dubois is made of. This is like make or yeah. break. I think Frank Warren has thrown Dubois into the deep end time and time again. Kind of rushed him, uh, whether it was the beating he took from Joe Joyce, uh, you know, cashing out with that Usyk uh, fight. It's two ways to look at it. He, you know, made a lot of money early on or they just kind of rushed his development. I don't know. This is a make or break for Dubois, for for Miller. I'm, I fear a win will now you know, springboard him into the, some of the bigger names in the division. Hate that. I'm all four fighters getting a second chance, but this is a guy who failed, you know, multiple tests and hasn't really shown a lot of remorse. He did serve his time and all that. Blah blah blah. He did hang up on me during an interview, but he's shown zero remorse, by the way. None. He's failed. Failed every every possible drug there is. <laughs> We're talking, yeah, but that's just boxing. They forget so fast. The fans are oh, just boxing is insane. So boxing willing is... to just forget and just move on. I, I'm seeing the tweets like, "Oh, he's hilarious. He's doing this. He's everywhere." You know, the zones propping him up, which they have to. It's just crazy. And the reclamation yep. project right before our eyes. It it hurts a little bit. So. I'm personally rooting for uh, Daniel Dubois. Uh, then what else we got? Uh, Frank Sanchez going to beat Junior Fa. Philip Hergovic is going to be- beat Mark Demori. That is a complete mismatch. Jay Opatai from over in Australia, one of the best cruiserweights in the world. Intriguing because he gave up his title. He gave up his IBF belt. The IBF was like, you can't fight on this Saudi card. You have to fight uh, Maris Breedis. Maris Breedis is like, my hand is broken. I cannot fight. So what does the IBF do? They strip. Jay Opatai and Jay Opatai goes, I don't care. I am the champ. Uh, everyone yep. knows that I'm the best cruiserweight in the world. I sold the ring magazine belt. I'm going to go to Saudi and get this life-changing bag. F- IBF, go kick rocks. And I, I like good that. For, good for you, dude. Good for okay. you. I like that. I like him, man. He's he's talented. He can really fight. Um, I don't think he's going to have a problem here in this fight either with no. uh, Zorro. He's he's not he's not been in at the level like Zorro. this. And I think and I think Opatai is is surging right now. Yeah, those are like the three fights that I'm kind of least interested in, but I will still yeah. tune in. Uh, Opatai, I, 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 Sanchez. You didn't mention Makhmudov. Um, I forgot. Yes. I, yeah, I, I like. I I want to see where he's at, you know, because with his progression, he's a he is a monster. You know, eighteen and 0, 17 knockouts. Uh, the lion. I've seen him on a couple um, top rank cards, top rank shows, just destroying people. So. I don't, you know, he's in with a guy that is relatively unknown. It's not like he's, you know, fighting one of these these big name guys, fighting some some dude, some unfeated guy from Germany. But um, I, I I like to see where his progression is to see if he's going to be one of these one of these major players eventually. Um, but you know, it's always interesting to see where he's at. It's going to be an awesome day of boxing. I'm excited for fight fans that they can experience something like this. Yeah, we're not getting the top fights that we want to see on this car, but it's still something new. It's something different. Wilder and Joshua on the same card is amazing. We can see B-Ball step in the ring. We're going to see Miller. It's a, it's going to be an awesome experience 
just kind of watching along. We might do a live stream. We might not. Who knows? We got to see if our technology is up to snuff. I'll be in uh, Long Island. I don't know where, Chris, you'll be for the holidays, but we're going to try to do something. We're going to do some type of coverage on Saturday, whether it's me on the live stream, me and Chris, some type of post-fight show. We'll have it all covered. I'll just run down my predictions. All right, Chris? Wilder, KO9. Joshua, unanimous decision. Dubois, TKO10. Bivol, KO8. Opatai, KO7. Hergovic, KO5. Sanchez, TKO6. Pretty solid, Dan. Pretty solid. What do you got? Go down the list. Wilder? I got Wilder. um, I got Wilder decision. Okay. Joshua decision. Bivol decision. Write these down. Wilder decision. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with that. I'm going with Vegas on this one. I hate. I hate agreeing with Vegas, but I'm going with Vegas on that. Joshua, one. I, dude, I, I, I've been saying it from the beginning. Parker's a very solid guy, man. And you're going Joshua, decision. Oh, okay. Dubois. Uh, Dubois. Miller. Uh, you said I got Miller, Miller stoppage. Miller stoppage. TKO nine. Wow. TKO nine. Uh, the B-ball fight. You seen the knockout B-ball, for B-ball or decision. No decision, but it's going to be he's going to win every every one twenty, yeah, one twenty one oh seven one oh seven. Excuse me, UD, uh, J, our 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 cruiserweight, Opatai. Yeah, I'm butchering Stop, his name. Stoppage. I'm sure. Ko. Yeah. What round? Ko. Dude, I'm gonna. I might say early. I'm gonna go four. Yeah, I went a little late on that. Hergovic. Hergovic. This is probably uh, the biggest mismatch on the card. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, this guy, Hergovic's, you know, he, so it's good he's on this card, but he's the mandatory for one of the belts, and he's been waiting for a long time. They're not going to mess that up. Let me look at this guy real quick. Uh, I'm going. K-O. Oh, K O one. Oh baby, let's keep this pay per view moving. Put him first. I'm going K O one, and then we got one. Frank Sanchez Jr. Fa. Sanchez um, plays with his food a lot. Yeah, I he's shown I, power. I, I, Definitely his power and Fa has been stopped, but I mean, he and he got stopped by Lucas Brown, which is crazy. Um, I'm gonna go Frank Sanchez. I'm gonna go Frank Sanchez. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me look at Frank real quick. What's he been Frank, doing lately? Frank Tank Sanchez had that big win over FA Jagba, has kind of sputtered a little bit. I think he's 30 years old, so he says. Yeah, he's a what is he? A, he's a Cuban Cuban thirty. So he's fifty one years old. <laughs> Forty three. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, by Canelo. I'm gonna go TKO eight. TKO eight. A lot of stoppages. Oh, uh, if no, your main events or decisions. That's yeah. intriguing. In this one, it's gonna be an awesome night, day, afternoon. However you spend it, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, we'll have some type of coverage for you on Saturday. Also, the Monster, in a way, fights on yes. the 26th. So we'll have yes. some type of podcast after that. It's super 8, early. 8 a.m. day after Christmas. Yeah, Woo. I'm working it for CompuBox. Not going to Japan. We'll be in our studio. Then we will have a post-fight show after, in a way. And that will be the last thing we do for the year. Because it's been a long, 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 long year of boxing. Um, not complaining. Love it. Love no, what I do. Not at all. Much Love better than what last we year. do. It's a great, great gig. Love doing this every single week. Going to be interesting Saturday. The day of reckoning is upon us. Get, I'm going to have the espresso machine pumping that day. 
Nice. Gonna stay Charged up, Chris. Charged up. It's a, it's I think a we will do a live stream. Card. I'll do a it's live a stream. Card. I'll I'll host it. You hop in whenever you want. Okay. I'll try to find some guests. Maybe have Lou DiBella pop on. Bob Canobio, who will be next to me in his office. Have him hop in. I'll, I'll, have, Paul, I'll have Paulie jump on. Paulie me and, and Bob will go at it. They're not going to go at it. No, I... Paulie Malinaji, noted copy box hater. We had a sit down. We worked a bunch of uh, MVP cards, and we had we we broke bread and we talked like men. Wait, I'm gone. Uh oh, uh oh. What happened? Lost. We lost Dan. I'm back. That's what happens when I bring up Paulie Malinaji's name. Yeah, the the boxing gods do not like you talking badly about Paulie. You sign off. Sign off first, Chris. We lost my my, my camera. Well, we lost Dan, so we are out. Uh, what, what you're saying? Protect yourselves uh, at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. Stay out of the DM. Good night.